guess who's back guess who's back good morning good afternoon welcome to this week in renewables season three episode one that's right i'm back it's been a while since you've seen uh, my face in one of these videos or heard me on uh, spotify or other streaming platforms but sometimes life's demands get in the way but i'm back and ready to rock and roll if you're new to the show uh, welcome to this week in renewables uh, your bite-sized roundup of the renewable stories over the last seven days. Wind, hydropower, solar, uh, anything renewables we discuss. As per usual, I am your host, Mr. Deji Ogunshala, the voice you can trust. Uh, please don't forget to do all the good stuff, like, sharing, commenting, subscribing. It really does help with the visibility of the podcast. Um, now let's get back into back into renewables and what's happened over the last seven days. Uh, first bit of major news is coming by way of Germany and RWEAG, um, the big utility player, uh, they have agreed to buy Con Edison Clean Energy for $6.8 billion. Yep, that is correct, $6.8 billion. So really, really um, big, exciting news for the market. Um, this uh, purchase um, uh, by RWE will um, definitely, most uh, importantly, increase RWE's um, portfolio and platform across uh, the United States. Um, as you know, RWE are, are Germany's largest utility um, your utility player. Um, it must go without saying that some of the mark the, the response to this um, buyer has been. Uh, met with some criticism uh, with regards to Germany's uh, RWE should be focusing more on its domestic market as opposed to the USA. Um, however, um, RWE have benefited from the market turmoil in Europe uh, since the markets um, and uh, Russia raged war on Ukraine. Um, its earnings outlooks for the years have been uh, increased um, up to 15 billion euros. Um, for um, investments in the US as part of the growing green strategy, um, which looks like they will have a global spend of 50 billion euros by 2030. So really some big major news coming um, from RWE AG and their purchase of Con Edison Clean Energy. So stay tuned for more market news such as that. Uh, moving swiftly into the solar world, and Rennie Solar, uh, they have agreed to acquire a 50 uh, megawatt um, operational uh, solar farm located in Branston, UK. And this is a purchase from PNT Global Renewable Energy. Um, the solar farm has been in operation since October the 12th, uh, 2020, so just over two years, and is currently generating um, just over uh, 1,000 megawatts an hour per year. Um, the transaction was completed by uh, completed on the 30th of October, so just last week. Um, Rennie Solar CEO uh, Yumin Liu um, commented on this um, acquisition. Uh, we are extremely excited uh, to commence our asset light IPP business in Europe uh, with the acquisition of Project Branston. Um, uh, this will be a new chapter of our company to enter into IPP business in Europe and contribute to energy elevation of Europe energy crisis. So really exciting news there. <clears throat> uh, 
uh, more news from the solar side and um, light source bp who i've discussed many times in previous seasons uh, light source bp uh, they have signed a contract to grs and this is for the design construction and commissioning of two solar farms in australia down under uh, totaling 515 megawatts so quite substantial size um, grs uh, which is a grand solar owned company uh, will be responsible for the design, construction, commissioning and subsequent operational and maintenance task of the 90 megawatt Wanghu project and the 425 megawatt Wellington North plant um, along with its sister companies ISE and PV Hardware, PVH for short. Uh, both projects are expected to be completed in approximately two years so Congratulations to Lightsource BP and those at GRS. Uh, moving on to the wind energy side of things, and um, a bit of news close to home, and the Labour government um, have made a pledge to quadruple offshore wind energy by 2030 if they are to come into power. Um, this was made on the eve of the Labour Party's annual conference in Liverpool. Um, and made by the current leader, Mr. Stammer. Um, really interesting to see what will happen um, here, um, whether it's the Labour Party or the current Conservative Party, um, all have made significant pledges with regards to what they would like to do with um, renewable energy, whether that be wind or solar or hydrogen. Um, so it's just a matter of seeing if these governments and people in authority can deliver on what they have promised. So interesting to, to see what happens here. Uh, the document itself, uh, which was um, produced by Mr. Stammer, um, notes that uh, 50, 30 gigawatts and 40 gigawatts targets for onshore wind and solar respectively by 2030, as well as 60 gigawatts of offshore wind and 15 gigawatts of floating wind by 2035. Uh, more news on the wind side of things and Octopus Energy have acquired two wind German wind farms. Um, this was announced last week that deals were combined 57 megawatts and will very much accelerate its green um, uh, German power, um, reducing the reliance on imported gas. Um, in the first deal, uh, Octopus Energy Generation acquired a wind farm uh, from renewable developer Dewey and we, we consult on behalf of its Sky Fund. Um, the wind farm, which is currently under construction uh, with WUI uh, as the contractor, is located in Warstad near Frankfurt and it will be operational by 2023 next year. The second deal, um, Octopus Energy Generation has agreed to acquire the Lesco uh, wind farm in the Abaswadal Lusik. Uh, near Dresden uh, from wind farm developer UKA um, uh, on behalf of Octopus Renewable Infrastructure Trust, ORIT. Um, the 34.6 megawatt wind farm has seven Nordex, and, uh, seven Nordex turbines and became fully operational just this September. So as I said, uh, the two wind farms combined will be able to power over 41,000 homes the equivalent of uh, avoiding over 55,000 tonnes of CO2 emissions every year. It's a really great news. 
Uh, last and not least, um, some news from the hydropower side of things. And then um, congratulations um, to all those involved on the Nantes-de-Trance, which was officially inaugurated uh, one or two weeks back. The uh, 900 megawatt Nantes-de-Trance pump storage project in Switzerland, um, officially inaugurated, uh, marking the end of a very long 14-year uh, construction project, uh, which have been course uh, involved uh, hundreds of labour, skilled work and engineers from all over Europe. Uh, working on the challenging alpine and underground environment. Um, construction of the ambitious pump storage project officially began in September 2008, um, with the plant um, entering operational um, on the 1st of July uh, this year. Um, uh, interestingly, at the height of construction, um, there could have been approximately 600 plus workers on site, um, so very much one of the large, um, largest construction projects which happened across Europe um, over the last um, decade, if not in um, Switzerland. So again, congratulations to all those involved. Um, the North de Chance project is very much um, a key aspect of uh, future energy, um, renewable energy from Europe and Switzerland specifically. Um, keeping in line with the Swiss theme, um, the Swiss government has planned to temporarily ease uh, water rules to allow a number of uh, hydro plants to boost capacity ahead of a possible power shortage this winter. So renewable energy hydropower coming to the rescue. Um, a certain number of hydraulic uh, power plants will benefit from access to increased quantities of water to produce electricity. Um, dam operators will be permitted to temporarily reduce the amount of residual water they have to release uh, from the reservoir into lower line streams and rivers under the, under the Swiss law. Um, these new measures have taken effect as of Saturday just gone and will last for several months. Um, it should hopefully boost electricity production by up to 150 gigawatts per hour. Um, this was commented by the Federal Council. Um, the regulation uh, concerns around 45 of the 1,500 hydroelectric plants in, or facilities in Switzerland. It will also apply to hydropower plants um, that received a new usage concession after 1992 and for ecological reasons discharge higher amounts of residual water than the legally required minimum. So interesting news coming by way of uh, Switzerland there. Um, that, my friends, concludes this week in Renewables. I've been your host, Mr. Deggio Conchella. Um, don't forget to do all the good stuff, like, comment and sharing. It does really help with the visibility of this podcast. As it said, um, I'm back for season three. Um, refreshed and ready to go. A lot of things planned, a lot of uh, interviews planned and in the pipeline. Uh, thank you to all the feedback I had um, several weeks ago for my interview with um, Tony. Very, very um, positive discussion and I've got many more empty pipelines. So um, again, have a fantastic week. Stay tuned for Blessed. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye.